Hello, ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to your podcast of pleasure talking about the wrestling with myself, James, White Lion James, and my my co-host with the most, um, the Silver Chicken. <laughs> Steve, how are you doing today, my friend? How's it going, James? I'm all right. It's early in the morning and I'm ready to talk the wrestling. You know, it's how I bring back our um, our gimmick names, I feel like. Of course, yes. I love I our like gimmick names. I feel like they're an important part of our identity at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, talking of silver chickens, you've just had your hair redone, I believe. Oh, yep, yep, yep. For for my uh, one last time before I go to uh, Florida. Yeah, so we were chatting about this last week, and obviously I've got the times mixed up. But you're you're not actually there yet, are you? You go not, this? not yet. Sunday, I you... Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Okay. Oh, awesome. Good times. So next week, by the time we do next week's draft episode, you'll um you'll be in the Sunshine State. Yes, I will. And hopefully the hopefully the borders open for you guys after some news we heard this week. <laughs> Just about to start on that actually. Nice little segue you did there. That's why you're here. Good segue. <laughs> um, yeah, Russell votes who are quite reliable on the, the Twitter put out yesterday that. Um, Florida are going to be allowing, or the state of Florida are going to be allowing four attendances at NFL games. So um, I think it's the Miami Dolphins are going to be the first ones to do a full stadium of 50,000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is pretty much what Vince has wanted this whole time. Yeah. Um, in terms of moving fans back in, obviously they've missed the WrestleMania, but there was news earlier this month saying, earlier this month or late last month, I don't know what date it is, to be honest. But um, going back, saying about LA looking like it wasn't going to be the location now for WrestleMania 37, which will take place at the end of March, um, they look like they're going to move it to Tampa, which I think is actually a better idea, personally, because you'll have a smoother run like of events when you look back to it, because you'll say like, oh... Tampa was supposed to get 36, but then they got 37, so all is okay. So, But um, if I can get there, I will. Fingers crossed. I mean, you're going to be there anyway, so I assume if um, if they announce that it's going to go ahead, even with a smaller capacity, I assume right. you're going to go drive for tickets. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I've missed wrestling so much, so like, even if it's just WrestleMania, like I'm for sure going to go. I'm hoping everything's fine so we could do the whole experience, like, access, but I highly doubt it because I think it'd be too early. But, hey, if it's just the show, it would just be nice to be back in a stadium full of uh, wrestling and wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Wrestling fans. Um, I don't think they would do access at this point. Yeah. I mean, we're, what, six months away from it? Yeah. Like, speaking with, like, you know, my British wrestling clan, we were discussing that whether or not we'd even still be able to get there at this point. Um, you know, six months down the line, will the borders be open? So that's our initial um, hurdle, so to speak, rather than worrying about everything else. But if it was a case of WrestleMania, NXT TakeOver, Hall of Fame, Raw and SmackDown, count me in. You know, I'll be yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Even with my first two WrestleManias, uh, being 28 and 29, I didn't do access. Mm-hmm. Um just because I wasn't overly sure about how it all worked. And right. we were doing it on the shoestrings of budget. Literally, like, I don't even know how we did it. It was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and the travel was awful. Literally, like, it would take you normally about seven, eight hours to fly from London to uh, Miami. <laughs> and it took <laughs> us more, like, 
it's closer to kind of like 18, 19 hours because we kind of went, yeah, we kind of went via France and then had some delays and yeah, it was a nightmare, put it that way. (laughs) So if you're looking to go to a WrestleMania guys listening, please just say, you know, save the money and do it properly (laughs) and book Mm -hmm. a flight that will get you there direct. So, um, but yeah, anyway, that was just the kind of news of the day, I guess, or news of this week, which is exciting. Um, Again, though, like if, if you have to wear a mask and, you know, for the whole duration of the events, I'm sure most people would kind of be okay with that, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm perfectly fine with wearing a mask. I work out in a mask now, so. <laughs> I've just so got so used to it. Yeah, I noticed yesterday, actually, um, <laughs> that I forgot it was on. Like, <laughs> when I finished, I normally take off kind of the one they give me at work and then yeah. put on one of my personal ones to go on the London Underground and um, I literally, as I'd left the store, I I still had the other one on, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, literally, I've got to a point now where I just don't even notice that I have it on my face. It's become a in, influential part of my face. So, um, but people don't want to be hearing about my mask trauma. They want to be <laughs> hearing about the wrestling. So, um, let's talk some NXT Takeover 31. Um, can you believe we're at 31 already? Oh Crazy. man, it just seems so long ago that that I saw the first NXT takeover uh all those years ago. It's mad really, because when you think like other events that are named numbered, uh mm-hmm. number names named, I don't know. Um you say like, Oh, WrestleMania thirty one but I hadn't seen any WrestleMania's prior to maybe WrestleMania I don't know, fifteen or something, fourteen, fifteen from when I was a kid. And yeah. obviously you go back and watch them. But like you think with this NXT takeover chronology, 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 um, mm-hmm. we've kind of been here the whole time. So from day one to now, it's quite, um, quite something. Obviously they're not once a year though, they're the time really. But, yeah. um, but yeah, this one was, um, took place from the performance center, uh, back in Orlando, um, Although it's been named, aptly named, the Capital Wrestling Center. Thoughts on this? It's fine. I mean, I mean, I like the setup, how it looked like. I mean, you got the virtual fan wall. You actually, you actually had some fans in there, but it's like you know, close uh, family members or close friends of some of the wrestlers. And like, I like the setup. Honestly, I, I really liked it. I don't really care for the name change. I mean, if it's historic, apparently. So, like, all right, if it goes with the history of wrestling, sure, why not? I think you summed up my point on it, really, because I'm, uh, you know, not to be ignorant, but again, it was before, way before my time. Exactly. So I, do, I don't know what the Capital Wrestling Center was back in, back in however long ago it was. And to be honest, I haven't even done any research on it. I was just going to, just something to mention. Um, yeah. What I noticed, though, is like, in terms of the actual arena um, look, I guess, um, there was only like one really small reference to it, which was kind of, up in the top right-hand corner of the kind of Titantron screen that has yeah. WC. And to me, you know, that could have meant Cruiserweight Classic. For That's what I thought, too. I was like, hey, it's a Cruiserweight Classic, but with the C in reverse. <laughs> and it and it looked like it was in exactly the same style as Cruiserweight Classic would have been written as well. I don't know if that mm-hmm. was just me, but it was such a small thing. I don't even know if anyone noticed it. But in terms of the arena and the actual visual um, presentation of this show, I actually thought it was top-notch. You know, like it, I was a bit concerned when I heard earlier in the day that they were moving. Because the thing yeah. you get from, um, Full Sail is kind of that grittiness of NXT. 
because it's yeah. kind of um, the way I've always described NXT is kind of like it's independent wrestling with money. Right. But, um, it's better produced and better developed. So I was hearing stories out of Full Sail to say that they've moved because they've gone like they're trying to keep social distancing in place and stuff and a lot of their students have now returned back to um education off of um their summer breaks and things so yeah um, supposedly they have a lot of interns that work on the nxt production side of things mm-hmm. and the set and filming and all that sort of all that sort of good stuff so yeah. they've they don't want to have anyone at further risk if they don't need to be. And, you know, we were discussing last week about, um, you know, on the back of uh, the pay-per-view uh, Clash of Champions where there could have been a potential outbreak of COVID at the NXT and Performance Centre. So I guess you don't really want to spread it if you don't have to, I guess. So yeah. I fully understand the move behind the um, Performance Centre. Although it doesn't look like the performance centre of the performance centre era, I guess, with Raw and SmackDown being on it every week. It looks yeah. totally different. I thought it was cool. I like yeah. the, um, the caging around the outside um, with fans. Because they're not... You say they're fans, but they're not fan fans, are they? Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're like close friends and relatives. Yeah, so... I assume as well they've had to sign waivers and stuff to get in. I can't I'm imagine they've sure. yeah. been off the street, but um, but yeah, I, know, I like how everyone's kind of segregated in their little areas. But you kind of still wouldn't really notice behind the big, um, uh, like the it almost looks like a steel cage in a way, like the fencing around ringside. I thought was was quite a cool look. It kept the grittiness of NXT, like I was kind of alluding to a little bit earlier, but. But yeah, I thought it was cool. Do you know? I haven't seen NXT this week yet. We are recording this on Thursday, the eighth of October, and I haven't had a chance to watch last night's NXT yet. But is it? Ta- I assume it's taking place from the same venue, right? I'm pretty sure. But then again, I didn't watch it either because I was out last night too. So <laughs> you were out in a pandemic. Where were you? What were you doing? I took this girl out on a date. <laughs> no way! Look at you! Look at you! Absolute baller. In a pandemic. Uh, uh, well, we we did our we did the whole mask thing. So, uh, okay. Did the date go well? Can I ask if it went well? Oh, it went well. <laughs> That's all Good. I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, I'm really happy for you. Oh, I'm pleased for you. Does she know you're going to Orlando in like four days? Yeah, she yeah she knows. Okay. Oh well. Long distance. Make it work. Why not? Oh, I got. Well, I'm, I I ain't in nothing. I ain't in nothing. Uh, one-on-one. I mean, I got another date later after the podcast, so... Oh, my God. There is no stopping you. You... Oh, yeah. Like, my guy Shelton Benjamin's old theme song says, ain't no stopping me now. <laughs> you are the gold standard of Houston, Texas. Trying. Trying to be, James. You flatter me. <laughs> are these people that you know anyway? Or are they, like, just... I met, I met them through work. And one have, from college. Um, do you have Tinder where you are? I... Is that- Thing. We do we do have Tinder. I used to use it, but it kind of went away from Tinder. <laughs> right, fair enough. I mean, yeah, I'm really clutching at straws to try and hold up a conversation about dating here because I know nothing about dating. What? <laughs> but um, anywho, let's get back to the rest. Of it. All right, enough of, enough of Steve's dating life. Right? <laughs> no one wants to hear about your success. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, going back to the wrestling. Did you notice um, on the commentary desk there was 
two kind of like dummy uh, commentators, I guess, like almost trying to be Beth Phoenix and Wade Barrett where they're not in, they're not in Orlando. So they kind of do everything via, um, you know, like what we're doing now, essentially like a recorded yeah. uh, live link. And um, yeah, like I don't know what they were trying to achieve by this because they didn't even look like who they were supposed to look like. Because Beth Phoenix, everyone knows, has been blonde forever. And this right. woman sitting at commentary desk had red hair. And um, I was chatting with someone watching it live. And I was like, has Beth Phoenix changed her hair? <laughs> and it's like, I'm pretty sure that's not her. And then Wade Barrett didn't have a beard either. Or the guy who was sitting there wasn't Wade Barrett, obviously. But um, it was. I found it distracting for like the first the whole first of the, the first match essentially because I was trying to get used to the new feel of the venue and the new feel of the presentation and stuff and this kind of was annoying me a lot and I was kind of looking to see whether or not Beth Phoenix had changed her hair on Twitter you know I didn't even notice that until you pointed out I'm legit on my laptop looking back at the first match and I'm like oh my god you're right <laughs> who are these two randoms sitting at the desk Wade Barrett's missing his beard. What kind of travesty is this? Yeah, in my notes, I actually put that they were dummies. Dummies. <laughs> be like disrespectful to them, but I was like, who are these weird dummies that they've put there? They may as well have not put someone there. I was literally thinking, though, maybe what they were doing is like, you know how Triple H is quite hands-on when it comes to getting people uh, to the next level of things? Maybe he yeah. had some people want to try commentary or you know, want to go down that avenue. So maybe he was like, oh, you know, we're going to put you out there as, like, figureheads as such. But maybe they were wired up, sort of, like, training or something. I don't know. Yeah. Something I'm, might be a bit of a stretch there, but I'm just trying to make up a, a reason for their existence, basically. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, they were definitely um, definitely there. So very strange, very strange. But um, should we talk about the first match whilst we were there? Let's go. <laughs> Literally, I just took a swig of water and I'm choking. Choking on it. <clears throat> but it's weird, really. You should never be at... Why would you be able to choke on water? It's not like it's a solid thing, is it? Anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, opening match then. Damian Priest defending and defeating Johnny Gargano for the uh, NXT North American Championship. Um Basically, later on, I don't know if it was on this match, because, again, I couldn't remember. But um, later on, so for the main NXT Championship match and the women's one, there was this, like, pull-down microphone. So um, almost like during uh, the greatest wrestling match ever with Ed Jordan. And there was this pull-down microphone to kind of give it that feel of, like, grandeur. And I couldn't remember if if that was part of the intro for this match or not. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, no. okay. Oh well. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and remember to pick that up again later. But um, yeah, what did you think of this one then? I thought it was a pretty. It, I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, I like you know basically a story like uh, big baby face just trying to pound on the on the conniving heel and Johnny Gargano trying to do everything in his in his power to freaking like outsmart and outmaneuver Priest. Um. Got him a couple of times working on his uh on his knee at one point, then went to the shoulder so he could try and get the Gargano ex- escape, but you know Priest wouldn't like Priest wouldn't go down. Um, what was the finish? Um, was it um uh, how was the finish? So I know he was gonna go for the 
So uh, one final beat, uh, DDT, but Priest caught him on the ropes and uh, gave him a good old reckoning, which looked pretty nasty on, from the second rope. I was like, ooh, and he one, two, three. The reckoning. He, he, I guess you could say he wrecked him, <laughs> but um, he wrecked him. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, Damian Priest, uh, your winner, defends and retained the NXT North American title. Um, I don't know if you saw anything else that you liked in that match. Uh, I thought it was a pretty overall good match. I liked it. Great way to start the show. Yeah, definitely a great way to start the show. Um, I love how Damian Priest kind of raided uh, Rhea's wardrobe. Okay, so it wasn't just me. Because every time I see this dude come out, I was like, did you steal that out of Rhea Ripley's freaking uh, wardrobe? Because I swear y'all wear the same type of pants when y'all wrestle. <laughs> definitely. definitely. These... Um, Purple's my favorite color as well, so like I like. Oh yeah. This, this when it came out, I thought it was blue, and then when they actually did the correct lighting, I was like, "Oh, it's purple." Oh, okay. <laughs> and here I thought it was blue at one point because when you know when it comes out, it's kind of dark, and they have the really bright lights on them. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, one more note, uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Uh, his gear. Uh, it was Star Wars this time. Uh, Ahsoka Tano. So I thought that was pretty cool because she's one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars. Uh, uh, series, so good on him. I loved it. And Candice LeRae did the same thing, but we'll get to her later on in the show. From, uh, from the Clone Wars, right? Yes. Yeah, if you, if anyone's not familiar. I haven't actually had a chance to sit and watch the uh, Clone Wars. I was planning to um, recently, but I haven't got around to it. I've started watching like Halloween movies again because it's October. Oh, it's that time of so year. It is, exactly. But I was planning to watch Clone Wars, and I'm going to try and do that at some point um i think it's on disney plus it is. Uh, which i'm going to try and do soon but uh yes the character's name was ahsoka 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 Tano. Yeah, yeah yeah like i said i'm not familiar with the character myself but um candace and johnny i mean are always doing their we'll get to candace in a bit but um johnny has you know whenever there's a takeover he does a different gear doesn't he i think like takeover new york he was maybe iron man yeah. or Captain Marvel or someone like that. Um, he always does, like, some sort of Avengers um, or Star Wars-y kind of character. Normally Avengers, I think. Yeah, um, I think this was his first Star Wars character, if I remember from his uh, gear. Sure, sure. I know they, um, Candace on the day of TakeOver, put on her um, Instagram story kind of, like, the last few weeks or few months, like, different gears that were yeah. kind of character-based um, and... You know, not to be biased from the company that I work for, but they were all under the Disney umbrella. Of course. <laughs> I noticed that it was kind of like she did a Rapunzel one, a Cinderella one. Um, yeah, I did see that post. It was like, like wow. And, it, and they all a, look great. Yeah, so. I think she did a Boba Fett one as well from The Mandalorian. Yes, I love the Boba Fett one. I didn't even notice it until she uh, posted it. It's like, you, oh, that was Boba Fett? Oh, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> Well, that's the thing I was just about to allude to, because, like, in the past, when, say, like, um, Seth Rollins has done a different gear, like his Avengers one or something, like his Endgame, yeah. it's, it is clearly noticeable. And then, yeah. like, say, like, um, Velveteen Dream as well, like, he's always, you know, very noticeable. But yeah. with um, with Candace's, I've noticed that it's kind of like, she wears the same attire, like the same kind of crop top and bottom, like, pants, yeah. top, uh, underwear, pant things. But they're mm -hmm. just different colors. That's that's mm -hmm. all it is, really. It's not like overly. It's very clear. subtle. Yeah. It is. Very yeah. Subtle, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, we'll get to Candice in a little. But um, but no, I, I really enjoyed this match actually, Damian Priest and Gargano. I actually went back to rewatch it because, like I say, my mind was a bit like all over the place because I was trying to watch and take in lots of other things at once. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> my note was Damian Priest's legs are incredibly long. Oh. <laughs> so when it comes to striking ability, he'll, he'll he'll use a leg before using his arm. So like if it's a short range. Um, elbow for example like say they're kind of really close together that would be you'd think like just do a short range elbow but instead he'll take the time to like stretch his leg really long to try and kick the <laughs> opponent on the side or the back of his head and I'm like this guy is like being over athletic for no reason but um but no hey, re- you got the athleticism just go ahead and use it while you still can that's what I said sure. for sure yeah I, really, I did really like this though did you notice as well like they put the um steel steps like on the outside of the um, yeah, kind of like the Finn Balor match where um where Damian Priest took that yeah huge and, bump. Yeah, I thought I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna repeat the same. I thought maybe Johnny was gonna take the bump instead, but they just alluded to it. So that's what I thought it was. Yeah, because I was like, oh no, they're gonna do it again because it is such a thud that bump. It's like, oh god, that looks like her. But it's up. but it's so good shit when you hear the thud. <laughs> it is. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Um, oh, what is it? Our man Floyd likes to say, "Big men slapping meat." <laughs> that's, what, that's what he likes. And, um, yeah, big yeah, men laughing me. Um, when you hear a body hit that steel steps, it's just like a boom, like massive thud. But, um, mm-hmm. but they didn't do it. In the end, it was kind of just something that was alluded to, and I thought that was quite a nice touch in there. Um, I've got some other stuff to say about Johnny a little bit later, but at least with this match, because there's going to be a, a comparison that I'm going to make later, but in at least in this one, when mm-hmm. they flew over the top in the corner and took out the like security or whatever they were yeah. and uh, the referee was kind of out helping at least Johnny yeah. overload him at that point so I was yeah. like okay the referee's back's turned you've you've done an illegal maneuver which is which is a heel tactic yeah so I thought that was was cool and then kind of rolled him into the ring and didn't get a free count sort of thing but um yeah later on I'll get to a point kind of like the on the opposite side of that which annoyed me a little bit, but um, but yeah, Damian Priest, lovely finish with the um, with the reckoning, the yeah, absolutely wrecked him with the reckoning, <laughs> the uh, middle rope, which I thought was really cool, and retains the uh, North American Championship. So happy also, with that. Also, yeah, I also heard this. I don't know. I saw this on Twitter where it was like apparently the WWE officials are very very high on Damian Priest. So if this man loses the title soon, we know why now. Yeah. Apparently they really like him, so I hopefully I don't I don't want him to leave NXT just yet. I think he's so dope. I'll, I think he should continue his run. But you know, I said the same thing about Keith Lee that I think he's so dope he shouldn't leave, and well, he left. Yeah, with well, Keith Lee though, he um he you know Vince was high on him since sort of Survivor like Survivor Series, yeah, last year, and it you know he didn't get kind of called up quote unquote until um, September time, did he? Like or late August September. Yeah. It took his time to get there, you know. So Damien Priest, I wouldn't say should be overly worried about right yeah, now. Yeah, but you know, I think I, I figure like you know, there's a draft going to happen, so maybe. I guess you never know. You never know. Um, I guess I, I'm not worried. Yeah. I don't know. I sound like Woody from Toy Story. I'm not worried. You shouldn't be worried. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, until you just mentioned it, I I didn't even cross my mind. But now. Oh, now you've now you've given me room for doubt. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, 
no, with this match though, like the first match of the show, I feel like it was kind of telling a story for what we were going to get later. Because um, mm. I was a bit annoyed that it started the show. I was like, oh damn! Like when you look at what else was on the show, I was like, oh no, this match is starting the show. Because I thought the women could have opened if um, if Finn and uh, Kyla Riley were like closing. I thought, oh, have yeah. the title first because I'm more invested in the women's title yeah. than the North American. So mm-hmm. when I saw Johnny didn't win the North American, my first thought was, okay, Candice isn't winning later then. Because I feel like when they're going to win the titles, they're going to win the titles together. Together, that's, yeah. You know, that's just my thought process. But um, not to take away anything from Damian Priest, because, you know, they are, he, he is very good. And the match was very good. But, um, but yeah, it's just the thought process I had. So uh, let's uh, let's move that into the women's match then. Um, EO defeated Candice to retain a... Uh, NXT Women's Championship. What were your thoughts on this one, my friend? Um, I liked it, but I think I really liked their first match they had uh at the last at the takeover where they had uh was it uh was it in Toronto, right? Or or where did they have their first match on the takeover? I believe I believe it was Toronto for SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. On, honestly, I think I liked that one more. But this was a fine match, you know. Um, again, Cancel Ray with. Ahsoka Tano gear as well, so good on her. Um, freaking, uh, oh man, what can I say about this? I, I just enjoy it. I'm trying to remember some of the parts. It's it's early, James. I, I have my sip of coffee, so you want to help me remember some stuff? <laughs> sure, sure. It is 8 a.m. where you are. Actually, no, it's approaching 9 a.m. So yeah. I appreciate, appreciate you getting up early for this. Um, yeah, so just some thoughts I had with it. Um, like I said about the Gargano where he low-blowed him sort of thing. Um, shenanigans in this match. Oh, so, yeah, that's right. Of course. How could I forget the shenanigans? So, like, Candace strikes the referee. Um, and at this point, I kind of thought it would have made sense to have a female referee in there. I don't know. Right. Like, when, a, when a woman strikes a guy, it seems okay. But if uh-huh. a guy strikes a woman, it's not cool. So right. I feel like it wouldn't have been a big deal to have a woman in there. I don't know. That's Maybe that was just my thought process. But... Right. But yeah, she strikes um, um, the referee, whose name I don't know, uh, to be not to be rude. But she didn't do anything illegal whilst the ref was down. All she did yeah. was her. Um, and to be fair, it is an absolutely sick move. The um, the twisted was it twisted stepsister? I think it's oh, called. Oh, the twisted yeah, basically yeah, uh, twisted stepsister, and then she tried to okay. pin her, and she's like, which is another uh, Disney rela- uh, related um, move name. Her other move as well from the um, from do you remember in the Great American Bash where she did that kind of swinging neck breaker off the top? Oh, the uh, Miss Larray's uh, Wild Ride or whatever she calls it now. Yeah. So that's uh, based on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in uh, Disneyland, California. Um, and then this, obviously stepsister is related to um, Cinderella. Cinderella. But um, who is my least favorite princess? FYI. I'm not a Cinderella fan at all. You don't fancy, you don't fancy Cinderella? Oh, no, I always uh, kind of had her. I kind of always had her, like, you know, up there. That's just me, though. Up there. Who is your favorite, out of curiosity? Oh, oh, it, that's easy. Freaking Elsa, yo. <laughs> really? Oh, I love wow. Elsa. You're one of them. Um, yeah, I'm one of them. But if I had to choose from the classics that I uh, watched when I was a kid, it, honestly... The movie I remember watching with my cousins growing up was Cinderella, so that's why uh, my female cousins like. So that's why I always had like 
some sort of connection with Cinderella. So, yeah. I just find, I mean, maybe it was the times and it probably was the times because it was made in the 50s. And I feel like Cinderella was one of those, oh, I need a man to come and save me types, you know, and I'm not I'm not about that life. Um, you know, although my favorite, my favorite princess is uh, Ariel, Little Mermaid. Just cause oh, she's Little a, Mermaid. Yeah, just because she's a spoiled brat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I like how my, she's just going to my does freaking, what want. Uh, yeah, my freaking dad's uh, basically owns Atlantis, but hey. I don't know what I want. She's hmm. like, oh, but daddy, you know, she's literally such a spoiled little brat. And, I know. Uh, goes, and sell, goes and sells her soul <laughs> just for a pair of legs. But um, Elsa, you say, hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. There's like some, something about that Frozen movie. The first one is like, uh, I like this chick. I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like she's irresponsible. Oh, she's incredibly, uh, she's incredibly irresponsible. Although I think her sister at one point was kind of like, I saw this guy for like, I, I saw this guy at the party. I want to marry him. <laughs> Gonna get married on first sight. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I feel like Anna's more ditzy, but Elsa's more like irresponsible. But they're they're both quite young in the films, like portrayed as young, so. Fair enough, yeah. like. Again, we are so sorry for this whole Disney princess talk. I mean, we just oh, we just so stand everything that Candace Array does costume wise, and we just go into it. I'm not sorry at all. This is like <laughs> a big part of my life. I literally spend days like talking to people about this sort of stuff. That's what I do for a living, anyway. Um, yeah, so that was based on um, her move set, wasn't it? With the uh, steps. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, another little thing I was going to mention when she comes mm-hmm. out. Um, I don't like her wearing the wings because she's like the poison pixie, but I just feel like the wings would be more of a face um, thing to wear rather than a heel thing. I don't know what she's... I feel like if she was to come out in just kind of that long coat that she was wearing, I thought that would have looked more like that. Oh, that purple, oh, yeah, that purple coat was dope. I mean, I don't mind the wings. Actually, every time she comes out with the wings, I think it's like super dope, but that's just me though. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I did when she was um when she was face and she was wearing them because I think it's her nieces that make them for her. I mm-hmm. think sure because when she came out at the rumble she was wearing a pair that I think her nieces had some involvement with making something along those lines. I'm not overly sure, but um she's not. Um, what I've noticed about Candace is she doesn't have a major social media presence. Like she's not massive at it. Whereas yeah. you see. Like some of the others are tweeting all day every day, yeah. posting selfies all day every day. But um, I find Candace is a little bit more reserved. She's kind of like an as and when poster sort of thing, and I don't think she interacts much with other fans like online. Hey, remember the last uh, podcast we did, right? And I thought we were gonna put po- it was uh, Candace's birthday, ironically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I, yeah. I posted my I posted my thing, and Candace liked it, and so oh, like, oh look at that. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, then I stand totally corrected. <laughs> but um, I was just going off of her Twitter, like, you know, when you go under, like, tweets and replies and kind of see when they're having conversations with fans or whatever. I feel yeah, like, she doesn't really do that from what uh, I've seen, too. Yeah. Although her like's nice, so, um, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Happy about that, hey, boy. Yeah. Anyway, so Candace hits the uh, but Twisted Stepsister. There's no referee. So what happens? Johnny Gargano happens. He somehow pulls, gets a referee shirt. And tries to fast count, but still Io Shirai kicks out. <laughs> Did you hear what this referee was saying to Johnny, though? He was going, That's my shirt! <laughs> my shirt. <laughs> That's my shirt! That's my shirt! 
I would I would have been more like understanding if the referee wasn't wearing a shirt at the no, time. No, no, that's what I was saying. Is like, why didn't the referee come out with no shirt on? I feel like that would have made more sense. That's my shirt. What are you doing here? Wearing my shirt, and I was like, but but it doesn't matter. You're wearing a shirt. Why does you're it matter? You're wearing a shirt. Is that your favorite referee shirt? Is that why you're so upset? And the one that Gargano was wearing didn't have any of the emblems on it either, like the kind of stitched in NXT. Oh, the like NXT and WWE thing. Like, yeah, it was like. What? Oh no! When did you get this shirt? Oh, that's my shirt. It's like that was his personal shirt, as opposed to where he was wearing his work uniform. I wear I wear my stripes everywhere I go, even (laughs) when I'm not at work. (laughs) He's an actual zebra. Um, I was referee shirt at some point. I was um, Mike Kyoto. You know when he got released, he was uh, on Pro Wrestling Tees. I was actually chatting to him on Twitter about it because he was going to release. Uh, like a kind of referee jersey type shirt with his name and 31 on the back mm-hmm. for the length of service, you know, the year, 31 years that he was at the, yeah, um, for WWE. Yeah. At a company, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's actually a really cool, like, jersey. I'd love to buy that. And it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> so, um, I'm not sure if that's ever going to come out. So I was holding out for that, but I guess we'll wait and see what happens. But, um, well, you know what I'm holding out for? I'm holding out for that, uh, Candice LeRae tracksuit is all I got to say. I don't mind wearing pink. <laughs> Yeah, why not? I mean, I I was saying to you not too long ago when Chalkline put it up on their Instagram because I don't know why I followed them really because it's just a bad idea. But um, they don't actually ship to the UK; they only ship to America. So I was like, I messaged you straight away with the yeah, James. If, whenever this releases, hopefully it's around Christmas time. If you want it, just send me the quid and I will send it to you. Pers- I'll send it to you. <laughs> I will send you the quids. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether or not I'll go blue or pink because I think they've got both their emblems on, Gargano and the Pixie. I think they're yeah. both. I don't know. Side. I like the blue, but something about that pink is just calling to me. I don't know why. If people know my fashion choices as well, they know that I would quite happily rock that pink. I would give that a go. So, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I, damn, James, I sw- J- James, you know what I've noticed? We've literally spent like almost a good 15 minutes just talking about everything Candice LeRae. You, you make that out like it's a bad thing. I'm not no, sure. it's a great thing. I love talking about Candice LeRae. I wish we would talk more about Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae. I want her to listen to this show. I was actually thinking like, because um, obviously where I work, I was thinking when I go to an access or something and get to see her again. I was thinking right. of bringing her like a little London Disney something, like you know, only something oh, small. She would, she would love that, yeah. Yeah, like only something small, like just for her collection, because I know that she's like a massive fan and like has loads of stuff. And to be honest, with London, because we're not a park or anything, it's, it's probably something she wouldn't have. So mm. um, yeah, I was thinking about taking like a little something for when we go go over next time. But um, yeah, it's a story for another day, I'm sure. But um, Going back to this match, the finish of the match was a bit, for me, was a bit sloppy. I don't know how you felt about it, but the ending felt really rushed. It was kind yeah, of like... it felt rushed. Like, cause like, you, I remember in the first match when they did the Spanish fly. I don't, uh, this, one was, this Spanish fly was fine, but I felt like the first Spanish fly we saw in their first match was more like, like it meant more, you know, like impactful. Instead, it was like a setup to the finish. Like, okay, she did the Spanish fly, and then... Freaking EO went for the moonsault, and that was it. Yeah, just wrapped it up, basically. What I noticed, though, in this in this match was um, two moonsaults of uh, Candice's lion salt. Oh, uh, by the both... way, I freaking love that lion salt. If, 
that's a move I need to learn when I uh, start training. I have to do that that line because no, it looks so pretty. You can't remember because you're going to roll everywhere. And now oh, that that's right. You're right. My gimmick is rolling everywhere. And now that you've told me Elsa is your favorite, I'm going to be so disappointed if you don't roll like one of those frozen trolls everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, it's meant to be then. It has to uh, be then. <laughs> it's your gimmick. Honestly, it is your gimmick. Um, Roll, rolling down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's literally. Right. I don't know why I just did it in Howard Finkel's voice, but sure, let's do. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Um, what was I going to say about the lion salt and the moon salt? Um, they were yeah. hit both so well, like so fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love when I see a pretty move. I'm like, oh, that was beautiful. But um, towards the end, it was kind of like, especially the way that EO kind of sprung up onto the top rope was kind of like, okay, they're really going to the finish quick. And um, yeah, I guess I guess in retrospect, we'll look at it and say, well, the finish probably didn't really matter with what happened in, in the aftermath of yeah. the match. So, um, Candice and Johnny had a little kind of moment as if to be like, oh, you know, disappointment sort of moment. But then they instantly disappeared. I noticed almost like someone clicked their fingers and they'd gone. Right, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out. Um, and then on the screen popped up, um, which was very, very strange, I thought. It was very, it was cool, but it was very strange in the way that it happened. And um, yeah, Tony Storm had popped up on the screen as if to say, I'm back to NXT. Um, uh, where'd you, where you been? <laughs> and I know she... Um, I think she's UK based. I think I'm not. I'm not overly sure. I know. I, um, I, th- I thought she. I thought she had moved to the United States because I, well, I remember when uh, she first came to NXT when she was challenging Rhea for the title. I thought, okay, she's done with NXT UK. I thought maybe she was set to move to Orlando so she could be NXT uh, based. But so I think she was moving. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not overly sure. But like. A friend of ours, a mutual of ours, Ian, was like, he's quite like chummy with her. Like he's known her for like quite a long time, mm-hmm. um, you know, for indie days sort of thing. And I remember he was telling me that he was helping her with like moving in the terms of not like lifting boxes, but kind of helping her with, oh, how do I do this? How do I, how do I arrange a mortgage? You know, and all right. that sort of stuff. Um, so he was kind of helping her out with that. So I knew she was moving, but I don't know whether or not she ever did because of the pandemic and stuff. So yeah. I'm not sure if it ever happened or not, but that was kind of my assumption as to why she hadn't been around. Because I was like, when she popped up and said, I'm back. And I was like, but have you really been away? Because you hadn't been injured or anything. You'd just not been on yeah. TV. Um, I know she disappeared literally right after Worlds Collide, after she lost to Rhea. And she just like fell off the face of the earth. That's what I mean, where a pandemic just happened to happen. So that's what I kind of assumed that it was a part of, really. But um, either way, Tony time is, is once again uh, ticking, if you like. Um, but then that wasn't the only thing that happened. We queued to a uh, a motorbike, uh, which has kind of been promoing over the last few weeks on NXT. And we I think we both called it last week or the week before, maybe, when we were podding. And uh, we both called it that it would be Ember Moon. My only question for this particular reveal was, do you think the motorbike was live and kind of rocked absolutely, up? Absolutely. Absolutely not. First of all, I don't think that was her on the motorbike, first of all. Um, <laughs> so no, she didn't I would say. I thought she had a bit uh, of a look to her. I don't know. Like a bit of a Mad uh, Max type. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, James, I, Ember Moon's a nice chick. I've met her so many times. I just don't fancy her. I just really don't. I don't know why. I just... I've only met her once. I met her in Orlando, um, 33. She was really, I thought she was really sweet. Um, yeah, she's yeah. a sweet girl. I've met, I've met her several times. And I, and even, she even came to my, uh, well, she's from my, from my, uh, school here in Texas, right? She trained here, right? Yeah. Nice yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just never, just never fancied her. I don't know why. She's built from, um, Dallas, isn't she? I yeah, she's built from Dallas, but she trained here in, uh, at the school that, that I was going to. And, uh, Nice. I like. I say she's really nice. Very, very nice. Impre- uh, really good person. I just like. I don't know. Just never how, fancied her. That's just me. How, how long does it take you to get to Dallas from where you are? Out of curiosity. Uh, three and a half to four hours. Oh. Oh right. So it's not like it's a stone's throw away. It's literally like in a different, you know, city. Yeah. All right. No. Um. I. I mean, the reveal was a bit. I guess at least you got a bit of a crowd pop because there was, you know, people in there. But yeah. again, for me, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Ember Moon. You know, like, I, I kind of knew it would be. And um, I feel like they could have done the Tony thing later. Like, I feel like they yeah. could have done that on an NXT TV so that Ember could have had this moment a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then do two at once. But um, with the draft coming up, maybe it was relevant to do it two at once to say, don't forget we've got a women's division because someone that we might allude to later might be going to Raw or SmackDown, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I guess, you know, there's a lot of kind of logistics going on at the moment. But, um, but yeah, it just kind of took I don't know if you, Yeah. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but um, at one point, uh, Bo Dallas was trending. Now, if that would have been Bo Dallas underneath that motorcycle thing. I don't know. I feel like I would have popped a little bit more, not going to lie. It's because in the um, build-up, they were saying that it was um, a previous NXT champion, weren't they? And it, it didn't specify women's. So they were like, um, well, Shinsuke Nakamura's busy. Bobby, Bobby Roode reappeared. Um, Samara Joe's on commentary. And Seth Rollins is busy. Big E's busy sort of thing. And they were like, so it could only really be like uh, Bo Dallas or like someone said, oh, it'd be cool if it was Neville. And I'm like, well, Neville's busy as well, you know, like. Although he's not on AEW. Alistair, Alistair Black or Andrade. <laughs> Those are the other guys. Yeah. There. Totally forgot they were champions. Um, did we just and name them all? I think we did. Cause, oh, Big E also. He was there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, did, I said Big E. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, Alistair, Alistair Andrade. Uh, McIntyre, but he's a WWE champion. McIntyre. Yeah, I think, we, I think we already named all the NXT champions. Yeah, exactly. So, like, by a process of elimination, it was a case oh, of... Well, everyone's a bit tied up. So in terms of the guys, it would have literally been Bo Dallas. Um, and I don't know whether or not he rides a motorcycle. So. I don't know, but I would have. I could tell you I would have popped more. That's all I got to say. Really? I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I remember when watching NXT when Bo Dallas was champion. And the dude kind of made me laugh sometimes. I'm not going to lie. It's like, oh, Bo Dallas is back. And he's serious now. I feel like it would have had a nostalgia pop for me yeah I think maybe that's what it would have been for me is like the nostalgia because like wow we never thought we'd see him back after his debacle on the main roster (laughs) debacle Um, I'm not going to give Ember Moon a hard time like you just did though I think she's I think she's very very talented I think she's oh yeah she's a great wrestler I just like I just don't connect with her that's just me I actually feel like it's a bit of a relief because they never really used her properly on the on the um, on Raw or Smackdown 
I think she debuted the night after Mania 34 in New Orleans. I feel like she yeah. came out with Jax with something. And I was like, I didn't know these two were friends sort of thing. And she never really got started. So, yeah. um, but yeah. The only NXT, thing I remember she did was like, uh, she had that one match against Bailey at SummerSlam, but other than that, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, well, hopefully she gets something um, to make you a little bit more invested. So um, let's do another little segue there. Speaking of not being particularly invested at the moment, we were talking about Velveteen Dream last week, weren't we, where we were saying we're not sure whether or not we're allowed to like him right now. And I feel like it's really taken me out of the Velveteen Dream's character and gimmick. But, mm-hmm. uh, but what do you think of his match with uh, Kushida? Oh, well, I liked how Kushida started the match. Like, Velveteen came out and just, atta- and then Kushida just blindsided the dude and just started beating that ass. And, uh, man, Kushida just literally the whole match working, working that shoulder. He's been, uh, targeting the whole, uh, of the whole few weeks we've seen him on NXT TV. Uh, uh, Dream got some offense in, but man, Kushida just kept working that arm, kept putting him in the, uh, hoverboard lock. I even like the, the setup to the finish where um I think uh they came off the top rope into a freaking uh into like a cross arm breaker uh hoverboard lock and uh I think Dream even at one point picked him up and uh, Dream Valley drivered him but he still hold, held on and just kept, you know, uh cinching in that lock and then he tried to roll out out of it, but nope. He he rolled in he rolled Kushida stay with him and Dream immediately tapped out after the sec- after the D V D. So, there you go. Kushida's your winner. I think it was um, my favorite Kushida match so far. Oh, yeah. This has been his best match. I mean, I enjoyed that one match he had with uh, Alex Shelley against the Grizzled Young Veterans. But as a singles competitor, this was his best match on NXT. So, um, just before I talk about bits of the match that I liked, um, Mm -hmm. although you named them all pretty much. But uh, apparently they're really high on him. Kushida, like when William Regal, I think William Regal was a big instrumental part of him signing and mm-hmm. um, during the process and that. And then during an interview, I remember a while back, they said, oh, where do you see him like a year from now? And he said, you know, NXT champion, essentially. And I was like, that that was a year ago now, <laughs> you know, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Kushida kind of have that. NXT North American champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see him get that kind of next step, you know, after this. Because it was oh, yeah. like a big, a big win, really, against someone like Dream. Yeah, um, the man who performs very well on takeovers, so. But then I also feel like they're sabotaging Dream kind of on purpose. Because... Well, I think they're doing the same thing to Austin Theory on TV, too. But I ain't mad at that. Because I don't right. like Austin Theory. <laughs> Was Austin Theory another one then that was caught up in all this scandal type stuff? Uh, yeah, with a minor, but yeah. Rats. What is it with these people, man? Like, I, I don't know. I don't I, know. Like, literally, I really want to support and get behind Velveteen Dream, but I'm not willing to support someone that is, you know, doing that sort of thing. But again, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. We don't know the ins and outs, I suppose. Um, but no, this match was probably my favourite Kushida match so far. Really, like, quick out the, out the gate. Um, I did like how Velveteen Dream was wearing um, kind of like a Doc Brown kind of... Uh, where we were talking earlier about, like, superstar attires. You know, he looked yeah. like uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. 
Whereas uh, Kushida always dresses like Marty McFly sort of thing. So I thought that was uh, what you want to call it. Uh, even in the match, uh, Dream, uh, when he had control of the match, he was like, come on, Marty. Come on, Marty. <laughs> what are you going to do, Marty? Marty, 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 Marty. Um, if you literally listen to back, I've seen Back to the Future so many times. Like I literally Marty, watched it like two days ago too. So <laughs> the Marty sound is so funny, and um, <laughs> yeah, because he says it so many times. Random Marty. <laughs> Random question. I think What's up? Back to the Future is probably my favorite pure trilogy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if. Um, because as well, like, when I think of other trilogies that I like, you know, especially from, like, horror genre and stuff, where they just kept making them, that you can't really consider them trilogies anymore. Whereas, like, Back to the Future uh, is literally three solid films. Yeah. Really good films. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm going to throw it out there and say I think Back to the Future is my favourite pure trilogy. I don't know if um, if that's a big statement or not, really, but I'm throwing it out there. You can have that. No, uh, the, all the movies are on Netflix, and I actually recently just watched them, and I, I, I love Back to the Future. I mean, probably it's not my fav, it's not my favorite uh, trilogy because you know I grew up literally watching like the original three Star Wars movies as a kid, so that's probably my favorite. But, when you um, say original, do you mean episode one, two, and three? No, four, five, six. That's what we uh, consider the original trilogy. Well, that's what I mean because I was like. Our generation really should have grown up on episodes one, two, and three, and I didn't like them at all. So then I didn't come in, or I didn't get into Star Wars until like a lot later, um, yeah. when I kind of went back and watched that original trilogy, you know, like A New Hope and um, yeah. Empire, Empire and stuff. And I was literally like, oh, actually, I can really appreciate these now later. I don't know whether or not I would have appreciated them as a kid. Yeah. No, like I was watching those 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 uh, three movies, episode four, five, and six on VCR. So that's how much I love them. <laughs> For anyone listening that doesn't know what a VCR is, you're too young to be listening to this show. <laughs> yeah, again, off topic as we do, but this is stemmed from Kushida Velveteen Dream. Like I say, like with a match, really, um, it was fine. It was it was good, but. Not much to stand out really for me apart from the initial shot and Kushida's new attitude, basically. Yeah, exactly. He yeah, wore from... pants. He wore pants this time. He didn't wear like you know jeans. He didn't wear like you know his usual gear. Yeah, I guess they always try and mix it up for Takeover to kind of make it feel like that little bit more special, I suppose. Yeah. Um I don't know. That's just my opinion, but but yeah. And, that kept, was... and after the match, he uh, uh, Kushida kept uh, attacking the Dream and then just. Uh, left like like yeah i won but i'm still unsatisfied <laughs> yeah he did um do you think that's a heel turn then or do you, no do i don't think, think it's a heel turn i just think it's one of those he's one of those very aggressive heels i mean uh, faces so i, I think, think he's a baby face i think they're using the kind of dream story stuff um not story stuff but like allegation stuff in their advantage so uh-huh. it's kind of like Everyone wants to see the dream get beat down right now. So then they're yeah. all like, yeah, Kushida, you know, kick him again. <laughs> right like, now. Like on Twitter, I remember I saw after the match and uh, Kushida was beating the crap out of uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, there was a caption that said, Kushida doing God's work out here. <laughs> exactly, right? Oh, my God. That's funny. That is fun. Um, but, yeah, no, the match I thought was, was cool, was fine. Um, interested to see where Kushida goes from now. Cool. Um, I was disappointed that there was no um, tag team title match. I thought there would be. Um, 
I think we alluded to it last week that there was like, we thought there would be, but there wasn't. But there was a Cruiserweight title match, which um, before we, or I'll just say, uh, Santos Escobar um, defeating Isaiah Swerve Scott, I thought it was cool to see the Cruiserweight title given like a solid opportunity, like a solid spot and a solid portion of the show. Yeah. Um, I don't think it really mattered who was in it because I feel like the Cruiserweight title hasn't really mattered for like a long while. So to see it back in a, in a main spotlight, like on a takeover, although it was during the kind of middle of the show, it was still like a solid match um, that got like quite an, uh, an allocation of time. So um, it's nice to see the title given that little bit more prestige. But yeah, what did you think about Escobar defeating Swerve Scott? I actually, this is one of my favorite matches on the card, actually. So I was like, I enjoyed everything about it. Um, first of all, Santos Escobar came out in so much Mexican drip. It was too much. I was like, dang, I like this sombrero. You got this. You got this nice coat. You wearing the mask. Like, oof, way too much drip, but I loved it. Um, He looked like uh, the from the uh, Doritos advert. You're, you're not lying. Um, I, I enjoyed the match freaking... Uh, there was a uh, one thing I wasn't expecting uh, from uh, from the match was like so you know how you know Santos was starting to had it was uh, like about to lose but then his guys his uh, Joaquin uh, Wild and uh, Raúl Mendoza came out and then uh, uh, Swerve had some unexpected uh, help he had a uh, a uh, Ashanti what was his last name uh, the the guy that came out uh, what's yeah. His name? what his name is to be honest um, yeah well he quite... came out to t- yeah but he's really good actually I thought yeah. so like he came out took out uh, the rest of Legado del Fantasma uh, Swerve had a couple near falls especially after um, I think he hit this nasty uh, house call where I thought oh snap is he actually going to win it and and Santos kicked out and Escobar hit, hit he, someone actually kicked out of his uh, Phantom Driver I thought when once he hit the Phantom Driver uh, oh man, that's it! And Swerve kicked out, and I was like, "Oh snap, maybe maybe we are gonna have a new cruiserweight champion." But in the end, when it, like Santos told Swerve, when it really counts, you just can't get it done. And Escobar retained, and he's still our cruiserweight champion with a hundred years of legacy continuing to grow. You say that he is our cruiserweight champion. Is he our cruiserweight champion? Well, he's not. My, well, he's <laughs> our. He's not my cruiserweight champion. My cruiserweight champion's in the UK right now. Jordan Devlin, of course, we are alluding to there, has uh, not lost his cruiserweight title. I'm hoping he does a Sami Zayn and comes back with his belt, being like WTF guys. But um, yeah, no, he, he hasn't been on NXT UK either yet. Like the the first few episodes, so. I actually have to be honest, I've not watched a single one yet. I'm kind of behind, but I haven't seen him appear anywhere, so I'm like, oh, is he still in hiatus or something? I'm waiting for fans to come back to watch NXT UK, because I struggle with it a lot, actually, anyway, but um, I don't know. It's I have watched it now and then, and I do follow some of the ones I'm more interested in online, so I've seen snippets of bits that I've needed to see, but in terms of watching the matches, like, I say, like... Um, Joe Coffee, for example, just not interested in. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to sit there and watch like ten, fifteen minutes of him fighting another guy that like big guy, his size. I know it's a throwback to the uh, British style, but that's not how I got into wrestling. I'm into the American, like over the top, 
you know, entertainment yeah. side of wrestling. So that's it's not really for me, I guess. But um, which is weird as a British person to say that. But um, but yeah, just to kind of throw that out there. But no, uh, Santos Escobar, first person um, being. So I've got to kick out of his uh, Phantom Driver. They did allude to that on commentary. They were like, oh, that's the first time that's happened. I think that's the first time it's happened in NXT. I don't know if it's the first time it's happened, like, ever in life. But, um, right. But, yeah, I thought like, that no was one, he's so unbeatable that no one can kick out of the Phantom Driver, even in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm like, it's a really cool looking move as well, actually. I do like, I do like that move a lot. Um, I do really like Joseph Swerve Scott a lot, though. He's really super athletic. There was a match he had with Gargano on an NXT, like, maybe a couple of months ago now. That I just thought oh, I think, this guy. I think it was at a Great American Bash the second night. Oh, was it really? Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. It was obviously on a bigger, bigger stage than I thought it was. But um, yeah. I was like, yeah, this guy's going to be a big deal, you know, soon enough. Give him time, um, which I'm sure he's going to get. So, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought I enjoyed it. It was um, 15 minutes long, which was longer than. It was the second shortest match on the show. Just looking at the Wikipedia time entries, but I wouldn't say it felt like it. Oh know. yeah, it, it felt like it, it felt pretty lengthy because maybe maybe because I was so into it, because like I love seeing the cruiserweight, especially them getting a, a pretty big uh, stage like this to show that hey, cruiserweight wrestling is still pretty damn good, even though we, they don't uh, show it as much, you know, like on two hundred five live and stuff like that. But no, nah, I really like this match. It was like for me, it's one of my favorite on the card. Yeah, I was gonna say the beauty of it is like on takeovers or NXT in general. You don't normally, unless there's a squash, which doesn't happen very often. I'm never really a stickler for match timings, just because everything gets its time, and it's so be- it's so much better to watch. E- even like as the whole over a show, you know, like I was in bed by half two, you know, it finished. I started at twelve, finished at half two. That, that's how I want a pay per view to be. When when on the main roster, quote unquote main roster, roars three hours every week. You know, it's exhausting. And then a pay per view is like four hours. It's just oh ridiculous. But um, but yeah, no, I thought that one was cool. So interesting to see who the next challenger will be. Probably Drake Maverick. He's probably not been beaten up for a little while. He'll come back. <laughs> uh, okay, main event time then. Uh, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. I'll let you shoot first. What do you reckon? Um, hard hitting, and by hard hitting, I mean literally. I mean, in this match, uh, oh, well, clearly Finn Balor won, but after the match I saw on his Instagram, uh, Kyle O'Reilly uh, <laughs> broke his jaw in two places. <laughs> broke yeah, his jaw uh, in two places. <laughs> Finn Balor, like, broke his jaw in two places, and Kyle O'Reilly broke, like, two or three teeth, I heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they both had their injuries from it. Um, I thought, I was chatting to someone live about it, and I thought that the blood at the end coming out of Balor's mouth looked a bit fake. Obviously not. <laughs> Obviously wasn't. No, it was um, legit. <laughs> it was legit, but we were like, it looks like a horror movie type. I don't know if you've seen um, the Saw films, but there's like... Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> you know, at the start of the Saw films, there's always like um, a game that that yeah. um, has no relevance to the rest of the movie. There's mm-hmm. this bit where like one of the guys has like his, his mouth um, sewn together. And oh like, my and, god, yes, I know what you're talking about. And at the end, when he kind of rips it open and smiles as if to say, like, I'm free, I got out, sort of thing. That's uh, what Finn Balor looked like at the end of this match, I thought. Like, just blood all over his mouth. I thought it was like something out of a horror film. But um, I thought it looked really cool. <laughs> Either way. 
not not that having a broken jaw is cool. But oh um, my god, I can't even imagine how he must he must be uh, sipping soup for the next few days. Yeah, I, I mean that's not going to put him on the shelf though, is it? Like for a while, he'll he'll be oh, back. No. He just needs to heal it up a little bit. If um, Drew McIntyre on Raw was anything to go by, um, he was back like the following week, wasn't he? When he supposedly broke his jaw. So yeah, I don't know, but um, but yeah, no, like let's go into the match a little then. There were some bits I really liked um, when Finn played air guitar, like when he had him in a. Like, oh yeah, when he had the air guitar. <laughs> oh, that was really cool. Nice little throw to um, uh, Kyle's entrance when he come out with tag titles. If you don't know what we mean by that, um, there was this spinning back kick that Finn did to Kyle that really took him off his feet, like it proper winded him, like. Mm-hmm. Um, Look brutal. I was like, oh, I felt it because I was like, I don't know if you've ever played like football or soccer, but when you get, yeah. I used to be a goalkeeper. When you get hit in the stomach, like with a ball, and it's like, oh, it just takes the wind out of your sails, you know, it just makes oh, you feel, yeah. feel proper sick. And there was this point where it was kind of like this match, right? Felt real. I know where people are like, oh, wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake. But this match actually felt proper real, like proper no. technical. Both guys going for submissions all the time, trying to stretch each other out. And, and it uh, felt and it felt fresh too because like they said they were they both were in New Japan but they never got the chance to face each other because when Kyle was first breaking in over there, uh, he, uh, Finn Balor was already being signed here so so it felt yeah, fresh we, and you know. we did kind of ask that last week didn't we we were saying you know had these two kind of faced each other before and, and they never had apparently yeah obviously the answer was no so it was interesting to see these two um, get it so to speak but. Um, but yeah, what else did you like? Uh, well, man, honestly, um, I liked honestly like everyone like like Adam Cole said, um, like uh, he wasn't surprised that Kyle would be shocking the system. Like honestly, I've seen Kyle O'Reilly wrestle for like the longest time as well because I used to watch like Ring Ring of Honor on a consistent basis, and honestly, just. I really loved Kyle O'Reilly's uh, performance. I knew he always had it in it, but it was so nice to see him like shine uh, as a, as a one on one in a big championship match, which he did at Ring of Honor. But because he's been such an uh, taxing competitor in the Undisputed Era, like it was refreshing to see. And like, hey, if this doesn't make Kyle O'Reilly a star, I don't know what. Well, he's a star to me. I think um, I think you're right in that. Like NXT have kind of presented Kyle O'Reilly since he started as a tag team wrestler. So it was um it was nice and exciting to see him as a singles guy in this particular match. But um is uh is Ring of Honor back running yet or are they still locked down? I don't I don't know. Like I I see some things here and there but um I don't think they're fully operational yet. But right. yeah. Okay. Um yeah okay so just to go into what happened at the end of the show then. Um, before what happened at the end of the show, though, did you notice when um, the referee, like, you could see that Finn was in a lot of pain at the end, like I said, with a blood splat sort of thing? Yeah, he actually ended the match early. Oh, really? Was it actually? It did feel a little bit like, although the match was quite long anyway, so I don't know yeah. if it felt short, but. No, it yeah, didn't they cut it. Like it yeah, I saw the point on it. Didn't feel like it was an organic finish, but I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. But um, as he was kind of getting up, it looked like he was just done. And the referee was putting the belt around his waist, and um, he put it on upside down. 
I don't know if anyone is <laughs> that, but it really bothered me. I'm an OCD nightmare, and I was literally like, oh, he's put a belt on upside down. Can't look. I can't look. But um, and then uh, just after that, there was some more shenanigans to finish the show. Um, Adam Cole thrown over the barricade by, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ridge Holland. Oh, Ridge Holland, yeah. Is it that Ridge? Guy. It's yeah, Ridge, Ridge Holland. Yeah. As in like, um, I don't know, a ridge on a potato chip crisp. Yeah, uh, rather the, the, the ridge, the ridge potato chips, yeah. Yeah, rather than I thought it was Rich Holland, as in no, like it's Rich. All right, but um, he's actually English, you know, Rich Holland um, from Rich Yorkshire, actually. <laughs> Yorkshire, God, the way the way you Americans say these things. You know, from Yorkshire, yeah. so I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to know how to say your words. I mean, I could say Middlesbrough, fine. York, Yorkshire, is Yorkshire. How- is how you'd pronounce it. Did I send you that video of like... Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was like, hey, the only thing... I know how to say Middlesbrough because I remember that they gave us a spanking a few years back. <laughs> Middlesbrough. Um, but yeah, no, there's this video on Facebook of like Americans trying to pronounce um, British uh, towns and cities. I think a lot of people got stumped at like Worcester. And they were trying to go like War- Warchester. <laughs> That's how they see because we have a city in in the United States called uh, the same, right? But they call Warchester. When yeah, they, when, yeah, yeah. And like you've stolen a lot of names from us um, over the years, like New New England. No, like no Old England. Um, <laughs> what was that from? That was a quote from a film. Um, was it Paul? Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, where it's going. Oh, like, I remember. Yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, I think right. it might be from that. Oh, I'm trying to remember it now. I feel like it was someone said, "Oh, where are they from?" And they say, "Oh, England." And she's like, "New England? No, old England." <laughs> you know. <laughs> we, but um, but yeah, Rich Holland. Interesting to see what happens here with him and Adam Cole, baby. Oh, uh, well, freaking Ridge! Is, I feel like Ridge is starting to uh, put our. Uh, he's trying to like. He's got a lot of things going on. First of all, he beat up Cameron Cameron Grimes yeah. last last week, and now he's beating up undisputed era. So like, this guy's asking for an ass whooping. Is all I can say. I mean, he's a big dude, but still, this guy's asking for an ass whooping. There's a lot of like speculation of what it could mean and going in because like, I feel like this could be the you know this is kind of the seeds now planting for an undisputed split at some point because mm-hmm. I was like um, Bobby Fish and uh, Roddy were like nowhere to be seen like initially and then they come running down after Ridge Holland had already gone and I was like yeah. where the, where were they this whole time they conveniently turned up and then they're looking at um Kyle in the ring and Finn and they're just like guys we just kicked each other's asses we obviously had nothing to do with it you know and I was like <laughs> we're obviously planting the seeds here for a little bit of unrest between the UE so I've not seen NXT yet so maybe we get some answers on yeah, that yeah I need to watch that too yeah but yeah, that's literally going to be the rest of my day catching up on um, NXT and uh, a bit of Dynamite action as well later on. So, cool. Did you have anything you, else you wanted to talk about on TakeOver? Was there anything yes, else we forgot want? one thing, one very important thing. We did. Welcome to Halloween Havoc. Oh, yeah. Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. Um, so, I didn't actually... Um, consider it part of the show i guess i i uh i wrote it down as like a side note to talk about afterwards but um well, anything considered with anything with shotzi is big news to me so 
<laughs> I had to mention that. She's going to host it, isn't she? So yeah, um, she is. Which I feel like is a is a great pick um, to host. So obviously she's not going to have a match on it. She's just going to be um, hosting the show and kind of doing little uh, promos or whatever throughout the night. But it's going to be on a Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. Yeah, twenty eighth of. Um, of October, so I think it's the same week as hell in the <laughs> so maybe we could do both together. Yeah, um, most likely we can. Podcast, um, which would be cool. Uh, so it's obviously not a takeover; it's just um, a special, I guess, like Great American Bash was. Yeah. Um, it's mixed opinion online though, because a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, I'm fed up of like WWE or NXT." kind of using old WCW names and stuff. And I'm like, well... If you know, they... it's just a, it's just a spite, you know, uh, Cody and AEW. Because I know uh, Cody really wanted Halloween Havoc back, but and the Great American Bash, but, you know, trademarking issues. WWE what... had to keep it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because I was like, if they don't... If NXT or WWE don't want to use it, you know that AEW will. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't be popping when AEW are doing it you know, a, an old WCW pay-per-view when NXT are going to do exactly the same thing. But uh, but no, exciting. Looking forward to it. So do you think there'll be some... Because um, you know, like, when there's an episode of Raw or SmackDown that covers around um, uh, Halloween, there's always kind of like a trick or street fight and stuff like that. Oh, think, like, I hope there... I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be one, though, because it's Halloween Havoc. I hate those kinds of matches, though, especially when... WWE doesn't because they're so freaking corny. And I'm not talking about the candy corn either. They're just straight up corny. Hey, I see what you did there. Yeah, you always see like Seamus running around with like a pumpkin uh, on his head. Uh, sh- sh- freaking jack-o'-lantern on his head. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like we don't need that for NXT, you know. So no, hopefully... If we're going to do, a, if we're going to have a street, a Halloween Havoc street fight, a few gimmicks, but don't go over the top like SmackDown usually does. Well, what you've got to remember about Halloween Havoc, though, is that you've had some really good matches from it. Um, I remember, like, Ray and Eddie was was on a Halloween Havoc. So you, you know, know there's got to be a Cruiserweight match on that show for sure. Yeah, I feel like there'll be some really good matches on it. You know, it's just obviously not a long time to build it. But if there's anything NXT can do over what WWE do is... Um, build. You know, in a short space of time. So Well, they got three weeks to build. I'm excited. I'm excited. Hopefully it'll be good. Um, and hopefully cool. Robert and uh, hopefully Robert Stone gets his ass kicked or ran over by Shotzi's tank. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I feel like they're gonna do something um, more elaborate because it's like Halloween Havoc. It's like I don't know. Maybe he gets bit by a wolf or something. All I know <laughs> is something is happening to Robert Stone. Robert Stone is not for gonna sure. be safe on that day. That day. Absolutely for sure. For sure. Anyway, um, cool. So that covers our uh, NXT portion of the chat today. Um, I think that's a bit shorter than normal. We could probably get it done inside an hour if we didn't talk so much about everything else. Because we had like a long Candice LeRae chat. And Which is movies. never a bad thing. Movies and things. But um, I feel like, you know, people who want to listen to it passes a bit of time. Especially in lockdown where there's not a whole lot to do. You know what yeah. I mean? Strap on some ear earplugs or... Um, earbuds and listen to us you know chat nonsense but um cool so before we do our little draft um there was only one other thing i wanted to mention and that was um mustafa ali um 
leading Metribution um, from Monday Night Raw. What did you think? You know, I feel like I'm happy that Mustafa has a, a big role now on TV because I think he was supposed to be the hacker guy. That's all I know. That's what something I read. He was supposed to be that hacker I guy. Feel like, uh, I feel like it was really like see through the lines kind of writing because it was like, oh, he was meant to be the hacker. It got dropped. Oh, we're looking for a leader of retribution. Oh, Mustafa Ali because we like him anyway. I feel like they're quite hot on him. So that's what I saw in it. I don't know whether mm-hmm. or not um, that's the case, but that's what I saw from it. But um, uh, I'm not um. sure if I'm into it or not, really. I, it, it, I was more, I'm more into Retribution now that, say, Raw Underground is gone, um, and um, they're the only, and they're only on the show maybe once or twice throughout the night. I can live with it more now. And now mm. that they've got a leader, it feels more structured. So I'm kind of okay with it now, I guess. I don't know how yeah. you feel. Yeah, I mean, it's something now, honestly. I'm, I'm just glad Raw Underground is completely abolished. I'm hoping to God it's abolished. But <laughs> say that. I mean, um, Braun Strowman on Raw was this week was like, oh, I know there's no Raw Underground this week, but I want to fight someone anyway. And I was like, does that mean there could be Raw Underground in future? <laughs> or does this, is just, is this just a way of getting Strowman on Raw? I'm not sure. So I was like, oh, hopefully Raw Underground's gone. I don't need right. to see that anymore. But, and, uh, from Mustafa, like, uh, it's gonna, I kind of don't, I don't want to, like, because I, I really like Mustafa Ali. I think he's a good guy overall, and he, like, does what he's told usually. And, um, I don't know. I can't, it's gonna be hard to kind of like root against him because I always, I always liked rooting for him. So him being portrayed <laughs> as a bad guy is kind of like. Uh, I, I like that. Said, I like how you said, "Oh, he does what he's told." I mean, there's nothing. There's no quite um, attractive quality as someone that does what he's told. <laughs> I was like, wow. "Wow, you've really set the bar low." But um, <laughs> no, no like, to see what yeah. happens with it. Build up to Survivor Series. We might get something from it. Now that we know a few members as well, and we know that they can perform well, you know. And as long as and as Slapjack, as long as Slapjack keeps getting TV time, that's all that matters to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I didn't have anything else for. Um, well, I guess we can do a little preview into the draft because we're going to do the draft anyway. I yeah. am annoyed that they're doing Sasha and Bailey tomorrow on SmackDown. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think they will though? Do you think it'll be shenanigans? So it doesn't really happen. It's it's, it's got to be shenanigans. I, I I I don't think they will just change the title on a random episode of SmackDown. Because I felt it's not. It isn't a random episode though, is it? It's the draft episode which um, Brock Lesnar beat Kofi Kingston on last year. True. So, and it's been like a year now too for SmackDown, one year anniversary on Fox. Exactly. So it got me thinking maybe it's like a blockbuster episode where they want to do, um, cause haven't they got KO? They want to pop a, they want to pop a rating, don't they? You would think, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think they've got KO versus the fiend as well. Um, that they alluded to from raw where he was like, Oh, I'm coming to find you sort of thing. So, right. uh, but yeah, hopefully the Sasha and Bailey thing ends in shenanigans, but, um, I, but yeah. I really, I really liked your idea from, from the last podcast where you said hold it off till WrestleMania let Sasha win the Royal Rumble I was going to say especially if I can go now yeah. <laughs> like, don't fuck it up so now you really need them to do shenanigans 
Yeah. For, sure, for sure. Anyway, speaking about the draft, what we're going to do on this episode is a little um, special fantasy um, draft. So we're going to, well, who do you want to be, Raw or SmackDown? Does it matter? <laughs> we're, we're, team James versus Team Steve, how about that? Yeah, yeah, how about that? Yeah, that's better. Rather than represent, because um, with the main draft, Raw gets an extra pick, doesn't it, for SmackDown? Because it's your hour, which is yeah. bullshit. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let me just break this down for the people listening so it makes sense. Uh, what we're going to do is take it in terms of picking um, superstars for our little fantasy draft. We're going to pick um, 10 guys and five girls, and then we're each going to pick an NXT call-up, a guy and a girl. So we'll do that at the end. But um, should we, um, how are we going to decide who goes first? Hmm. You go first. You go first because you're younger. How about that? With the first overall pick? Ooh, that's so a lot we'll of... Do, we'll do the guys first, and then we'll do the girls after. We'll do guys so, first? Um, or do you want to do it as overall? So you get 10 guys to pick and five women to pick, and you can kind of pick them as and when you want. Should let's we do, do that? Let's, let's do the guys first if, if you want to do that. I mean, make, or it's up to you. So it don't matter to me. Go on, then. Let's do the guys first. So All right. I'm going to just... I've got, got a pen and paper, so I know who you've picked and know who I can't. <laughs> okay. With I've my already got my over- All right. So my first overall pick, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Because I feel like they play music um, immediately after the pick normally comes out, doesn't it? So, yeah. dun 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 Roman like. goes to Team Steve. That's a good opening pick, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, he was good further time. down on my list, so I'm not absolutely gutted that you picked him first. So, yeah. um, with the guys, what we've said is that um, you can pick a guy, like Roman, for example, but if you want a tag team, so say the Street Profits, they're one pick, so yeah. that would go down to one of your ten, yeah? So, yeah. with in mind, my first overall draft pick, people are probably going to think I'm nuts, but I'm going to pick Cesaro, who also comes with Shinsuke Nakamura. Really? And my initial plan is to split them up. So, I've effectively got <laughs> another person on my roster. Because so I want that two-for-one two for special right there. Exactly. I'm basing my roster around Cesaro. Cesaro is my world heavyweight champion. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> And then oh, he just wow. comes with an on the side. So, um, yeah, that's my first overall pick. Your turn. Oh, let's see who I'm going to get. With my next pick, I think I'm going to go with our, our current intercontinental champion, Sami Zayn. No. Yeah, I, <laughs> I knew you. I knew you. Fa- you were fancying him. Like, you know what? Let me steal him before I, before James does. Sami Zayn was my second pick. Damn. Uh, I know, I got you. Okay, damn. So I'm going to drop a lot. Oh, bastard. That is <laughs> All right, so my number two pick then is uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin, oh, good pick. He was on my. He was next on my list. He, right. Right, okay. <laughs> Kevin Owens. Pick number three for you. Oh, yes. Let's see. I'm going to go with... Do, 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 do. Let's see who I'm going to go with. 
I believe I'm gonna go with drum roll, please. Jeff Hardy. Oh, okay, cool. I can live with that. Yeah, yeah I feel like we need uh, the entrance music. I don't know, Jeff Hardy. Like, I always feel like I feel like he would be a good hand. He could always do. He would be in the world title picture. He can be in the intercontinental title picture. So that's why I got him. Company experience. I like that. Um, yeah. My third overall draft pick is going to be the fiend Bray Wyatt. Oh, good one, good one. Bray Wyatt. Let him in. We're so glad that you're our friend. I'll stop singing if you want, but I feel like... No, no, I, I, I love the uh, I love the singing. <laughs> so far, I've had... So I got my first pick, and then mm. it's only Sammy that I haven't got so far. But um, right. we're looking good. Number four for you, sir. I am going to go with someone I think uh, a superstar all over him, but I'm going to need to separate him from his team. I got I got Big E next. Just Big E though. Oh, Big E on his own. On his own. What you're, I feel, what you're doing so far is building a nice SmackDown. <laughs> no, it's because re- I really been liking SmackDown a lot lately, and Raw has been such a turnoff for me. It's like I can't watch Raw sometimes, Jay. Actually, I can't even watch Raw. It's so bad. Uh, it is bad, but this is why I'm hoping to mix it up a bit and get some better people across but um i'm not sure i'm looking at the Big raw e, roster you... yeah i'm looking at the raw roster and i just like you took the one guy from raw that you took the one guy from raw i wanted and that was freaking uh kevin owens <laughs> <laughs> i mean i have got some raw on my list it's just they're a little bit further down so my number four pick is the phenomenal aj styles oh good pick Good pick, good pick. Because I'm building AJ Styles versus Cesaro at WrestleMania, <laughs> obviously. Right. Um, like they, yeah, not, they don't want none. They don't want none. Sorry, I forgot to sing the song. Um, <laughs> over to number five for you. Oh, there's one guy I have to have. He's a raw guy. Andrade El Idolo. Do, 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 do. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I got Andrade next. He was on my list, but further down. So far, this is going remarkably well for me. Um, <laughs> so, my number five, are we at? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, my number five is going to be um, the current WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. Oh, good pick. See, when I was uh, deciding who I would go for, first of all, I was between, uh, obviously, the Universal and WWE Champion, but I just find Roman so fascinating right now. So I'm like, you know what? I think I could build my show around Roman right now. I'm not going to lie. Roman was high up on my list. Like In terms of WWE Champions or Top Champions, Roman was ahead of Drew. So, yeah. But yeah, I've gone Drew. Number six for you, sir. Here's some more raw people. I'm taking the Street Profits together. Oh, nice pick. Nice pick. I have no tag team champ- tag teams division on my show. I have no <laughs> tag team division. This is my first tag team. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so my number six is going to be... Burn it down. 
Sephiroth. Good one. Good one. No, 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 Cool. For like walking Jesus looking at. Let me see. Ah, my next person. Seven. Let me see. I will be taking. Let's see. Can I use this guy? Yeah. I need. I need a couple more baby faces. So I'm gonna take. Uh. I'm gonna take my guy Ray Mysterio. Ooh, booyaka, booyaka. So I'll take Ray Mysterio next. Your show is looking quite good, actually. <laughs> I'm looking at mine thinking, hmm, I've gone with, like, star power over anything. So, um, <laughs> my number, one, two, three, four, six, seven, is going to be Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Oh, good one, good one. <laughs> and your number eight, please uh let me see well i need i got some good baby faces i got some good uh heels but i think i need another heel just you know so we can have some feuds uh, lower card feuds in my opinion or mid card feuds so i'm gonna take king corbin oh the heater king yep. corbin. um I feel like I do know his entrance music, but I can't think. I, can't I think feel you know. the darkness. I feel the darkness. Oh, yeah. I pull you under. That works. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right, so my next pick, um, I've put, because I thought one of these would have been picked by now, so it's kind of either or. Right. Um, so it's whether or not you pick them next, if I can get both or not. So I'm going to go with... Um, Keith Lee. Oh, basking his glory. Oh, Keith Lee. He is limitless. With my list, though, it looks like I've got all faces, but I could turn them hill. You know, you could. A lot, yeah. a lot of them could turn hill. Like a lot of them can flick each way. So, I feel like I'm building a good show. Mm-hmm. Now, so you're on. Number eight or nine? Nine, I think you're up to. Well, you know, the Street Profits need someone to go against, so I'm taking the Usos. Uso. All right, so I'm going to leave Tag Team Wrestling to your show. Leave it uh, (laughs) as an exclusive. So my next one was uh, Alistair Black. Ah, that was going to be my last pick. Ah, good, good <laughs> show. Then you will never see people. I don't know if they're the right lyrics, but um, but yeah, Alistair Black is coming to Team James. So yeah, your last pick. My last pick. Hmm. Looking at this roster. That's good. That's good. Let me look at SmackDown one more time. Do, 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 do. Ah, yes. I think I could use another face. So I'm going to take Kofi Kingston. Oh, I had Kofi on my list. Oh, well. Although we've got to 10 already, but um, I guess I could get to 15 <laughs> with the amount of mine on, on my list if you want to keep going. We can um, keep going, honestly. Keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. 
Uh, okay, so my next one, because all my ones now are kind of looking to the future. So right. I've done my stars. Um, and again, this next one is kind of out of two. I'm going to go with Murphy. Murphy. Good. But not, but not to be part of Seth, but to kind of be his own, On his own? character. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, all right then. So number 11. I am separating this tag team. I am going with uh, John Morrison. Oh, dun, dun. now listen, this ain't no make believe. I don't know. I remember when uh, Morrison was on SmackDown before he left, uh, and he was uh, going for that Intercontinental title and having matches with CM Punk. I legit thought he was on the point of like breaking out and becoming world champion. He just never got the chance. But hey, I enjoy him as a tag team competitor, and I feel he'd be a great Intercontinental champion as well. You know what? I've never really been sold on them on Morrison. No, I, I always like John Morrison. I don't know why. It's like I like them. Not Johnny Nitro, but John Morrison. <laughs> Johnny Drip Drip. Um, so I am going with for my eleventh pick is uh, Shorty G, but I'm going to change him back to Chad. Chad Gable. Gable. Oh man, that would have. I should have picked him up because he could have been a good rival for uh, King Corbin <laughs> <laughs> or Rey Mysterio. Or Rey Mysterio, too. Or Kofi Kingston. Or Sami Zayn. Or Andrade. Right. Um, but yeah, he's definitely on my list. Number 11. So number 12 for you, sir. I'm going to go with... I've always been kind of high on him. Uh, especially in NXT. Uh, Robert Roode. Robert Roode. Wasn't on my list. Not going to lie. Okay, so who did I just pick? I just picked Gable, didn't I? Alright, so... Um... See, I've got lots of people at the moment in it. Like, because basically, when I wrote mm-hmm. my list yesterday night, I right. was kind of expecting you to pick up some of the other big names that I went through earlier. So I put uh-huh. like a big section at the bottom of kind of people that I'd like um, right. that are not must-haves, but people that I would like. So uh-huh. I am going to go with um, Drew Gulak next. Oh, Gulak. Yeah, I was, oh, was going to choose him too. Yeah, so I'm going show. for my. Uh, I'm going for my next gen. So that was number 12. 13 for you, sir. For me, I'm going to say... I'm going to take... Matt Riddle. Whoa. I feel like you can give me some good uh, good mid-card matches right now. We have a bunch of these guys on my, uh, th- on my uh, list. Matt Riddle would have been my 14th pick. Mm. Uh, after my number 13 is going to be Ricochet. Ricochet. Two left. Make them good. You know, I, I'm surprised this guy's still on, on the out there, but um, at the same time, I can see why we sometimes we get we get bored from him because, you know, he's not the flashiest person. But you know what? We need some veterans in my locker room. So I'm going to go with Randy Orton. I hear voices in my head. They come to me and they understand. understand. They talk to me. All right. So my next two, um, or my last two, should I say, are purely built on um, on a main event match. Um, so I'm going to go with number 14. If Unless you pick him. I don't think you're going to pick him. But I'm going to go with number 14, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Okay. So who's your last pick? Oh, sorry. Dun. 
So you're number 15 to finish off. He may be the last pick in the draft, but you know what? I've always fancied him, and I feel like if I were running this show, I would give him a major, major push. I'm going with Mustafa Ali. So you didn't pick my main event. Good. Um, what is Mustafa Ali's theme music? I don't know. <laughs> hold, on, hold on. I'm a go, I'm a go, or some shit like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm a go. Cool. All right, so my last pick um, for the 2020 male side of the draft is going to be Bobby Lashley. Uh, you need a mid-card champion anyway. <laughs> United so, but, champion. so my last two picks were Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Uh, That's I would love to see that, yeah. So let's just do a, a quick recap. Uh, pick number one uh, for Steve was Roman Reigns, and for me was Cesaro and Nakamura. Number two for you was Sami Zayn, which I'm absolutely fuming about. And then <laughs> I went, I went uh, for the KO show. Um, you went Jeff Hardy. I went Bray Wyatt. You went Big E. I went AJ Styles. You went Andrade. I went Drew McIntyre. You went for the Street Profits. I went for Seth Rollins. You went for Rey Mysterio. I went Daniel Bryan. Your next one was Corbin. Mine was Keith Lee. Then you went for the Usos and I went for Black. You went Kofi. I went Buddy Murphy. You next picked John Morrison. I picked mm-hmm. Chad Gable. You picked Rude, and I picked Gulak. You picked Bro, Matt Riddle. I picked Chris J. You picked Orton. I picked Lesnar. You picked Ali, and I picked Bobby Lashley. So, obviously, we're going to do the women now. But mm-hmm. um, if you're listening to this show, drop us a line in the comments to see who you think has the best male side of the show so far. So... <laughs> I want to pick. I want to pick the women first. Jeff. Oh, I know you. I know you. Do. I know who you're taking. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I know who you're fucking taking, and I hate you for it already. Yeah. So go ahead. Just pick, just pick it. Just because you picked first in the men, although no, it didn't affect a... me at all. It's almost like I had a plan in place. And no, uh, okay, just just say her name. We all know okay. you're gonna say her name. <laughs> I'm going Sasha Banks. Oh, of course. That's my first pick. For the gals. Ooh, what a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Had a dream, I tried to make it. Now nothing drag it down me yet. Right, go on. Who are you going for as your number one? I am going with my fellow Paramore lover, Bailey. Okay. Bailey's obviously on my list, but she wasn't number two. Yeah. So uh, this has worked out quite well. Uh, number two for me is going to be the Empress. Asuka. Oh, good one. Right, who's your number two, sir? I am going to go with someone I feel deserves one last push. I want with Mickey James. Oh, interesting. Ooh, I like that a lot. Um,. I don't think I'd be able to sing a theme tune if I wanted to. It involves it's a lot. Like a, it's more like a instrumental track. <laughs> it is, yeah. 
Uh, my number three is going to be Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Okay. Again, another instrumental kind of track. Who's your number three, sir? You're going to be shocked. My number three is Bianca Belair. Oh, she's on my list. Ah, you motherfucker. I'm on my own. I'm on my own. Watch me me shine now. Watch me me shine now. (laughs) Okay, so that's going to impact my list a a bit. She was going to be in the next two picks. Although, again, I've got a lot of women listed, so maybe we could do more women as well. Yeah, we'll uh, do more women, yeah, for sure. Four, I'm going to go for Ruby Riot. Ah, you bastard. Who is number four? You know what? I've been fancying how she's been working a lot, her ass lot, a lot lately. So you know what? I'm going to take the other half of the Riot Squad. I'm taking Liv Morgan. Ooh, good shout. She's on my list, but she's further down. Mm-hmm. So, um, I knew we would go beyond five. <laughs> I yeah, put, I, I, I knew it too. <laughs> I just put that as a basic, like, just to kind of get us started, really. So yeah. my number five is going to go to Sonia Deville. Sonia Deville, okay, okay. I'll tell you what, who needs a stereo when you've got me, right? Right. <laughs> uh, so you're number five, sir. I'm going to go with, you know, someone who, who's been impressing me lately and doesn't get a lot of love, but I think she, she's good for, for what she is. I'm going to go with Billy Kay. Ooh, that's a good shot. So is your number six going to be Peyton Rice? Hmm. We'll see. Because my number six isn't going to be Peyton Rice. My number six is going to piss you off, but I'm going for Nikki Cross. Uh, I I knew if I waited long, uh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Who's your number six? Zelina Vega. <laughs> Ooh, he's left Peyton Royce on the table. Yes, Although Zelina was on my list. Zelina was on my list as well, damn it. Uh, so if I'm correct, this is pick seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go for Naomi. Naomi. I'm a Right, you're number seven, sir. I want to go with Peyton Royce. <laughs> oh, there it is. I, I knew I'd waited too long. you got to keep them together. In fact, I was going to let you pick her. <laughs> I'll break them up. I won't have it. I won't have it. Very um, iconic to me forever, damn it. <laughs> so I reckon we can get to ten here. I We're think on so, eight. too. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go for hmm, uh, Carmella. Carmella? Okay, not bad. Princess of Staten Island. Carmella. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. Yes. I knew I knew her entrance music. There it was. Number eight for you. Shayna Baszler. Oh, good shout. Good shout. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I list though. She scares me. <laughs> She's too rough. Okay. Well, well, my not as rough as a tag team partner. 
Well, she's nowhere near my list, so... Um, no, she's not even on the radar. <laughs> you pick her as much as you want. No, I, I wouldn't nine. even dream of it. My number nine is going to be uh, Mandy Rose. Uh, Mandy, oh, you want to continue that rivalry then? Do, 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 So you're number nine, sir. Well... Uh, I think we can, uh, hold on, sorry, I got a text that was, that just distracted me. Anyway, um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Lacey Evans, because why not? Oh, nice. Okay, cool. So, my number 10 to finish off the ladies is going to be Dana Brooke. Not bad, not bad. Oh no, that sounds like um, Drew McIntyre's music. I didn't notice there weren't as many women as I thought there were. I mean, there were a lot more, but man, when you split them down. I was going to say, like, when I said to you on text yesterday, like, uh-huh. pick 10 guys and five women, I thought that would kind of um, be enough. But obviously, yeah. looking at the roster, they're long roster, big rosters. Cool. I don't, want, I, don't, I don't want that woman on my roster. Uh, I want to <laughs> go with uh, I want to go with I want to go with an reliable Natty. Natty Neidhart. Oh well, at least she got picked. All right, cool. So let's just uh, recap the women then. Uh, my number one, number one for everyone should be Sasha. You um, bitch. Can't leave, say. can't leave Sasha on the table. Uh, to be fair, you got Sami Zayn. So, um, yeah, okay, it evens out, I guess. But man, I don't know. Like I think it. Sasha is, is transcendent when it comes to the culture. So, you Sasha, took a, a bigger star. <laughs> Sasha's got a bigger stock, 100%. Yeah. So, your number one was Bailey. My number two was Asuka. Your number two was Mickey. Number three, Alexa Bliss. Bianca Belair. Number four for me was Ruby Riot. For yourself was Liv Morgan. Um, for me, five, Sonya Deville. Your pick was Billy Kay. Six for me was Nikki Cross, Selena Vega for yourself, Naomi for me for number seven, number seven for yourself was Peyton Royce, eight was Carmella and Shayna Baszler, nine was Mandy Rose and Lacey Evans, and then ten for myself was Dana Brooke and Natty for you. So again, guys, get back to us in the comments section of who has the strongest female division. Um, Cool. So just to finish off our draft, we're going to do an NXT call-up each because I feel like one is enough. I feel like you can overdo it. So maybe one guy, one, 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 guy, one girl, or just one, uh, just one? One guy and one girl, I think. Okay. So, um, I feel like we're probably going to... All right, so um, with this one then, because it's a bit different, um, we'll both do two picks each I guess so one guy one girl but we won't say which one's going to be which if you know what I mean so yeah. I I picked the first woman so you picked the first NXT call up who are you going for my f- NXT call up let me see for the men man honestly generally so because it's only two picks because I feel like if I pick the guy I want you'll get the woman I want if you know what I mean because yeah. there's two very obvious names there so that's why I'm trying to do it more like Fairly, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Who are you prioritizing? Well, for men, my instinct 
is telling golly on I don't know, my instinct might be telling me, fuck it, I'll just say it. I want to go with, God, I just don't see any of these guys going up, honestly. From when I'm looking at the roster, like... Really? I, I, f- I fancy a guy to go up more so than anyone else. I, was literally I mean, like- I, would, I would say Adam Cole, that's what I was going to say, but other than that, yeah. no one else, honestly. I want to go Adam Cole then. Damn it. <laughs> that's why I said Adam Cole was my pick. Um for my guy but I have got a backup guy although the backup guy I don't really want to go up so I'm going to pick um, Rhea Ripley first Rhea Ripley it's my NXT call up um, as my priority but yeah so who's going to be your gal the gal you know I feel like this girl she's I don't think she's going to get a run with the title in my opinion and I feel like she's done everything down there. And I really don't want to see her up, but she's going to go up. I'm going to say Dakota Kai. Ooh. What's on my list? So I, I, for, for the NXT call-ups, um, well, actually, let me just say my guy first. I'm going to go Champa to Maso Champa. He said oh. he'd retire rather than go up to the main roster. Right, exactly. If I had my way, I wouldn't put anyone up. You know, like yeah, I just me thought, too. I wouldn't do anyone up either. Thought we'd just put that in there anyway. But I wanted Adam Cole and Rhea Ripley as my two, but my yeah. backups were um, Tommaso Ciampa and Io Shirai, um, just because Io Shirai versus some of those ladies I picked. Um, you know, imagine Io versus Asuka, Io versus yeah. Sasha. You know. Well, my yeah, my two picks are basic. I picked them basically on the entire thing. Adam Cole has done everything down there, so. Yes. I, yeah. No, that's why I thought he would be a natural pick. Yeah. Um, and when it came to Dakota Kai, I felt like I just feel like that women's roster just got a little bit more stacked with Tony and Ember. Um, there are new girls coming in from Evolve, like Brandy. Shotzi's starting to get established. I thought, uh, I thought you might have picked Shotzi actually to go up, but no, again, I feel like Shotzi. I feel I can see her having. She's. I don't think she's ever going to get the title, but I can see her having one of those. Uh, like baby face pushes that like makes you believe oh my gosh she might actually become the champ but just fall short yeah yeah I know what you mean um, just some honourable mentions before we go um, so I picked uh, the guys I picked um, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar as my last two but I had some honourable mentions Miz was left on the table um, Sheamus was left on the table. Dolph Ziggler was left on the table. All good workers. MVP was left on the table. Shelton Benjamin was left on the table. That's all I had on my list, but there was probably some more that were left on the table too. So. Supplemental draft. Yes, exactly. But I thought that went quite well. Again, guys, let us know in the comments um, whose draft you thought was better and who's getting those ratings. Um, this is based on, a, I would say, a two-hour show rather than a three-hour Raw and a two-hour SmackDown. So this is kind of like if we were to set up our own our own brand, so to speak. So what would you call your brand, out of curiosity? Oh, that's a good I didn't think of a name. I just thought we were just picking. Oh, I don't know. Uh, you got a name, James? Um, <laughs> so I always feel like if I was to set up my own company, wrestling company, it would be called TCW, which stands for Total Carnage Wrestling. Total Carnage Wrestling. Ah, well, I should probably uh, uh, I should probably think of a name right now on this spot. 
Oh, let me think. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Let me just go with this because it's the, since I fancy her so much, I'll just name it after. I'm going to call it BPW, Ball Pit Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Ball Pit Wrestling. That sounds like the pants, most pants um, wrestling company in the world. Exactly. So, guys, hit us up in the comments. <laughs> Who's got the best roster for Total Carnage Wrestling or Ball Pit Wrestling? Who would you give your two hours a week to? Although we're, any... really ba- we're really ballsy. <laughs> nice, nice tagline. I like that. <laughs> I haven't got a tagline. Just like, welcome to hell. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, yeah, that was our draft. Um, Ooh, for your tagline, you said, welcome to Total Carnage. <laughs> Total Carnage. I've always liked the idea of calling a pay-per-view, like, my version of WrestleMania would be called Hellhole. Hellhole? <laughs> like, yeah, just Hellhole. But I don't know what my weekly TV would be called. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe no something, either. something around the world car- word carnage. I don't know. I don't know. Hadn't thought that far ahead. But, um, <laughs> cool. So, um, that'll pretty much do it for this episode of the Wrestling Podcast with myself, James, and Steve. Last question, as always, I uh, don't want to ignore it, but who's going to be your uh, man of the match, your wrestler of the episode? Wrestler of the episode? Oh, there's only one person who we spent like a good 20 minutes talking about. For me, it's uh, Candice LeRae. <laughs> Absolutely. Even though she lost, right? Even though she lost, she's my winner. She's a champion in my eyes. She's the winner in your heart. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> Candice LeRae. I was umming and ahhing between her and Kyle O'Reilly because Kyle O'Reilly really did put an effort in, like a solid showing. So I was like, hmm. But yes, go. Yeah, we spoke about her loads on this episode. So let's go, Candice LeRae, to tick that one off for this week. Uh, cool. So where can the people find you on the social? Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at, at it's me Stevie Thirty. Wonderful. Mine myself is going to be at James Pue 91. Um, look for us on there. We will be back um, at some point next week, I guess, to cover what actually happens in the draft, <laughs> not what we just came up with, but what, what actually happens. I uh, swear, James, our drafts are way better than what they're going to do. I'm well happy with my one. Apart I from- am fantastically happy, other than the fact that, yeah, you, I took Sami Zayn from you and you took Sasha Banks from me. But other than that, I'm very satisfied with my... Uh, when we use that wild card rule, like later on in the year, like they like to do, I'm gonna give you, say, like Ricochet and Buddy Murphy for Sami Zayn in a trade. <laughs> so, um, so yes, but uh, but yes, guys, thank you for joining us this week. We'll hopefully be back with an episode next week after the draft. Enjoy the 2020 draft, and as always, wear your mask and wash your damn hands. We'll see you next time on the wrestling. Take care and goodbye. Bye. Are you kidding me?